Hello and welcome back to another episode of Turf Talk. Um, we've seen history be made. Finally, Tiger, the first since Red Drum, back-to-back Grand Nationals. This is our Aintree review. We'll be looking at that, going in-depth, and looking at all of the grade ones from Aintree last week. Uh, sat, my name's Louis Tomlinson. Sat next to me, as usual, is Big Jim Watson. How are you doing, pal? Fine. Really, really amazed at Tiger Hall's feet on Saturday and... Really breathtaking stuff from what was a very classy Aintree festival. Yeah, right, let's get stuck into analysing. Spindon walk in the middle, one for Arthur, then Adamel fly Regal Encore, but off at the running, Tiger Roll nurse to the elbow. Magic of Light and Rath Bindon trying to rally. Tiger Roll's been out in front for a while. He's got a five lead lead at 150 yards between himself and a place in history. Tiger Roll for Magic of Light. Tiger Roll keeping up the gallop up towards the line. Back to back nationals. Uh, obviously the place to start is with the biggest race of the week the Grand National and with the biggest star in the sport Tiger Hall, it's now four Cheltenham festivals two Grand Nationals I mean, there's just no words no words at all words cannot describe Tiger Hall's feet on Saturday uh, unreal, amazing the, the first horse to do back to back since Red Rum I really didn't think he... It's one of them races, the National, where you never know what's going to happen. And he really turned the race on its head and at the turf a couple of times. He had yeah. a nibble of the grass, but he picked himself back up and he cruised throughout the race and jumped the last magnificently. And he's only a tiny little horse, isn't he? And he got the job done. And the more and more I think about it, the more and more I can't wait to see him go for three nationals if he does yeah oh, I think he will I think the whole areas are bluffing I think they're bluffing look after we won at Cheltenham this year they were saying oh well we might not go of course we'll go of course they're going to go uh, the Tiger I mean he's just a legend front page news and he's the biggest star this spot as we need to milk him and market him and you know people are getting interested in racing because of this horse he's, he's a legend Magic of Light second, Rathvindon third, walk in the mill fourth to complete the placings, Jim. Uh, overall, a good race this year. O- only two came down on the first circuit. Really, it's really a- solid race. I turned to my granddad and said, I- I've not seen a, ho- a-, a lot of horses in a national all be on the feet with a circuit to go. I was very, very surprised. Obviously, them fences have been modified to- for horses' welfare. It-, it looks, it's a lot more easier to watch now although we did see the sad loss of up for review devastating for the Wileys and obviously put a bit of a dampener on what was a very yeah. very exciting race but the Tiger look, he, he took a couple of chances as well didn't he it wasn't a picture perfect round of jumping but then again I don't think it was from any of the front three you know Magic of Light took the chair with her and then also made a really bad error at the last Raffinden as well he made a couple of scrappy jumps on the way around I, I mean, look, Tiger Hall now, he's, he's ours. I mean, what is it now? Is it close to the 170s? Yeah. How good do you think this horse is? He'd he'd be there or thereabouts in a Stayers Hurdle or a Cheltenham Gold Cup. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think he'd be up there. I think he's been running against bang average horses in, in these cross-country races and he could actually be up to higher quality. I do really, really like him, and I do think that 
he's only nine. He could still progress to ten. Yeah, you won't put it past him, would you? I mean, they're saying they're not going to go for a third. Is that just waffle? Waffle, I think. Uh, play it down almost. Just go on, uh, sweep it under the carpet. Don't put any pressure on Gordon. Put him away for the season. Bang him out next season. Same campaign and win nicely in each and every one of them races that it, like he did this year. I mean, just what he's doing. What he's doing for the sport. Like, say, your mates, my mates, you like racing fans. I'll watch a race because Tiger Rolls running. Yeah. It's... It, it's a f- he's a public phenomenon now, and it's absolutely amazing for the sport. We'll talk about some of the beaten horses. Magic of Light isolated her chances. I thought the Bears races were worth nothing, but in a normal year, she'd have won a Grand National. Yeah. Um, certainly relish to step up in distance. Um, Jessica Anton's first ever runner in the National. She'll certainly back, be back probably next year with Magic of Light again, who's only eight, so... Yeah, Raf Vinden ran well in third, as we as did Walking the Mill, who was best of British. Uh, two of them just beaten up, beaten on the day. Good performances, and um, they they ran with credit. Anibal flying fifth as well, very very similar to last year. One for Arthur, eye catching in sixth. Very eye catching, made up a lot of ground coming into the home straight. And at one stage, I, I give one for Arthur a really really good chance, and then he just faded out his opportunity. The further on in the race he went, he just weakened slightly. Nice to see him back because I, I said he should have been retired early on in the season, so yeah, what do I know? So, one for Arthur, obviously. Back to his old self, almost. Yeah, pretty close to it. The, the other one I'd take out of the race as well was Live Love Laugh, who came in 11th. That uh, pains you to say that, well, No, it? I don't, I don't, mate, because, look, he went off 25-1. to 1. He shouldn't have been 25-1 to 1 at all. He should have been 100-1. to 1. And I did lay him. I took a pound off my mate at 500-1. to 1. Uh on him but do you know what for, uh, for good for, you know nine tenths of the race he was bang there he was just a non-stayer but there were a lot of positives to take from that performance and I can see him going well in handicaps so well done to Tracy and Karen as well for backing him into 25 to 1 <laughs> just like we predicted Cocktails at Dawn Mark 2 uh, Live Love Laugh went a fair bit better than Cocktails at Dawn did though uh are there any any of the other beaten horses you want to mention? Jim? Well, you are a massive fan of Bless the Wings. Yeah, Do you his last, his, yeah, his last run retiring now at the age of fourteen. He has been around forever. A bit of a bio, wasn't he? You know, never the most logical of horses. Always slightly enigmatic, and it, you were never particularly sure what he was going to turn up and do. But he is a proper legend. Uh, placed in the Grand National, placed in two. Irish Grand Nationals, uh, and has he has he won at a Cheltenham Festival? He's certainly been placed. Yeah, yeah, he won the cross country, didn't he? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure he did. Just an absolute legend of the game, uh, and we wish him a cr- a happy happy retirement. But we'll get back to the Tiger Jim. I mean, he's as short as five to one to make it three in a row for next year. Is that a mad price or not? No, I he, he deserves to be that as short as that. I think that. This, he's, he's come out. He's the first ever national horse I've seen who's come back better this season, and he's wowed me with every performance. He's winning the cross country. He's winning over hurdles in Ireland. His win here was mightily impressive in what was a classy field this year. And this performance is better than Red Rum's because Red Rum, if you look at the form, and the horses have progressed so much better. Oh yeah, now. it's a better race it's now a, than it was. It's a really solid graded race. This almost there's, there's 
pretty decent horses running at high level. The second in the Gold Cup's running in this. That just sums it up overall. I think Tiger Roll is an absolute superstar and uh, no bet next year, no nothing. Cancel the race, just let Tiger Roll win three in a row. I, I mean, I, won't, I wouldn't put it past him, mate. I would not put it past him. He's so good for the spot. Nothing about his story makes any sense as well. A Godolphin cast off, flat reject, you know... Sold for it, ten grand to Nigel Hawk. Wins a novice, wins a juvenile hurdle. Sorry, at market raising on his debut. Off to Zugingstown, and let's not forget he did spend a couple of years in the wilderness. Maybe from when he was about five to seven. You know, but before his national chase win, there were doubts about exactly what sort of horse he was. Did Did you hear the story of uh, Gordon Elliott talking about Tiger Roll when? Before the national hunt chase, if he if he keeps his head in the game and he's not hit the first two fences, he'll he'll be there or thereabouts in the national hunt chase. Yeah. He, he hit the first four and then he still won. Yeah. <laughs> so he's an absolute freak of an animal. Yeah. What what a cracking advert for the sport it was as well, and just an absolute credit, you know, for the sport to have two horses like we have now with Altio, who was unbeaten in eighteen, and Tiger Roll, who was won, you know on the most public stage on so many occasions these are the horses we need to be promoting and getting people into racing it's absolutely fantastic for the sport uh we'll talk about the rest of the entry meeting and we'll we're just going to discuss all the grade ones and we'll start with the manifesto novices chase which was won by kalashnikov beating labagola stepped up in trip he'd been crying out for it and this was being back to his best. Very, 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 very good performance, I thought. Labagawar obviously wasn't herself. She'd had a busy season. She'd been running at top level. Slightly disappointing, I think, for me. Do you think? I, 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 I was disappointed. I, I thought that she should be winning this sort of race. It, in my opinion, it was a weak sort of race. Kalashnikov's disappointed me a lot this season. He's, he's won some nice races around Plumpton. But yeah. never really performed on the big stage, and and Glenn. Well, he was second in a supreme gym. You can't, you know, he's clearly a he's clearly a good horse. That can't have been himself when he was beaten by Glenn Forster. Yeah, ob- obviously the right-handed track doesn't suit him, and return back to left-handed is obviously suiting him. And Kalashnikov's aims for next season are certainly the Ryanair. Amy Murphy said, and it'd certainly be interesting over uh, that distance, and hopefully more progression can come next season. Yeah, yeah, cracking. Tracking performance from him. Uh, I don't think she's lost very much in defeat here. To be fair, do you not think? No, she's she's still come come home, you know, fairly solidly. The second best in the race. Uh, I I could see her running in races like the Hennessy next season. Yes, yeah, back up to three miles. I just think she ran a bit flat here. I think Newbury certainly suits, um, and I I wouldn't. She, she could come back next year and bounce back, but she, whenever I put this on Twitter, whenever I seem to battle the Bagoa, she seems to disappoint. She never seems to win. I, I must be the jinx of the Bagoa. Yeah, it must must be you, all your fault. Uh, Klashnikov, again, he's, he's probably into a mark in the mid 150s now, isn't he? I could see him starting off in something like the Bet Victor Gold Cup. Be interesting, wouldn't but he? But he would need to brush up his jumping to compete in open grade one companies. Yeah, he made a, quite a few errors, didn't he, throughout the race, but certainly could be able to iron them out the further on in the season they go. Uh, the next race was the Doombar Anniversary Four-Year-Old Juvenile Hurdle. Fascinating contest on paper, because we had the triumph winner, Pentland Hills. 
The Fred Winter winner, Band of Outlaws, and Fakir Duderi, who had put up a decent performance in defeat in the Supreme. Three, probably the three leading juveniles who'd all taken different routes at Cheltenham, but it was Pentland Hills, the triumph winner, who came out on top for Nicol de Bonville. And, Jim, I don't I don't think there was a fluke about it. It beat Fakir Duderi by a neck, but if they ran this race again, I think Pentland Hills wins again. Yeah, I, I, I was a massive negative against Pentland Hills purely because I had the option to buy him didn't because I thought 56 rated Plus you're bitter. 59 rated uh, handicap flat horse would never win a triumph hurdle, he's won a triumph hurdle he's won a grade 1 uh, as Aintree and he's won it really well he, he hands and heels towards the finish He was never Nico de Boinville was never really pushing and shoving away with him he, he just let him get into the race, Fakir Duderi dictated it with a nice fast pace up front which certainly suited him, step up in trip for Fakir next season, a, a, a definitely be where I'd see him more I think that Band of Outlaws his jumping was awful I thought it was absolutely dismal uh, I think he'd need to improve on that if he's to progress next season and Christopher Wood who was back in third I give him a bit of a mention a bit of a squeak on the preview podcast for this festival I think that he ran a really nice race this could have possibly come too early too great two runs and then into a grade one. He he might need a bit of time. Something like the Betfair hurdle could suit him, I think, next season if he's given a generous mark. I haven't quite seen it. But I think Christopher Wood could be one for the notebook. Yeah, fair shout, Band of Outlaws. Not quite at his best year, but still a really nice prospect for next season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next race on the card was the Betway Bowl. Really, really interesting field, this of good staying chases. And Ken Boy bolted up, confirmed the promise he showed at Leopardstown at Christmas. And Jim, this horse is really still could be absolutely anything. Yeah, we didn't get to see an awful lot of him at Cheltenham, did we? He, he was unseated early on in the race and he's beat the King George winner by nine lengths, which was mightily impressive. You don't give Ruby Walsh that much lead from the front and classic Ruby Walsh, he's given it a perfect ride and he's won well. Uh, I think the form of this race is very, very good. Uh, we've seen Bristol to my Betfair Chase winner, Balco de Flor won the Ryanair yeah, last year, back and, to form and he's third. back to form here, that that was a really good run for him. got out to be a racehorse for most of the season. <laughs> and Road to Respects, just saw, saw now lacking at the top level, he, he'd had a fairly hard season I think, uh, Road to Respect, but, but yeah, I think Ken Boy, he cemented himself at the top of the Gold Cup market with Albun Photo, money from 33s into 8s, so... I like Ken Boy a lot. You like him a lot? I do. I do. If I were to have a Gold Cup bet the next season, it'd be Ken Boy. Oh. I think he's the likeliest Gold Cup winner at this point. There's only one. This horse. is this is ridiculous, mate. Since we've since this season, when he's ran, we've not seen him look remotely in trouble. No. Ever. This is this, this is. I mean, I I just think he's he could be absolutely anything. Mm. He could be anything. He's going to be some Gold Cup next year. Uh, Clandis Obom. No excuses, really. No, not not really. I mean, you, you, you could say they've had a hard race at Ch- Cheltenham. Would that, would that play into the fact that because Ken Boy obviously didn't get very far? I think that that's clear in this race. I think that the freshness has certainly helped Ken Boy because Clandis Obo was never really himself throughout the race. He was being ridden along, along the back straight. Although Paul Nichols' his horses haven't really been flying that well, to be honest, I don't think. Uh, they haven't really impressed me as much as what they did at Cheltenham. So I think that 
Landy Zorbo could could improve a bit more for next season and might even be able to stay a further trip next season. Yeah, fair shout there, mate. Fair shout. I, I really like him. And the Aintree hurdle, gutting for me as a Bouverdere fan. Beaten by Super Sunday. Uh, strange race, mate. Odd. We said attritional conditions throughout the first day. Uh, I don't quite know what to make of this race. Super Sunday, obviously, the winner. I mean, what, what are we going to say about his season? Because he he's been beaten by Apples Jade a couple of times. Then clearly a non-stayer in the stayers hurdle last time out. Back down to two and a half, which is his sort of trip. I, I don't I don't think he's improved. I just think this is Super Sunday at his optimum conditions. Yeah. Um he's he's run his race, he's run well in this before. It's been quite obvious that this two mile four over hurdles is his trip and and Bouvedere hasn't stayed. <sighs> This just this race sums up the weakness of the champion hurdle field, I think. Do you think, I mean, on a form line through Chittabello, who's only half a length behind Bouverdere, I understand you. Silver Street's been absolutely battered as well. Uh, nowhere near the front end of the race. Finished, trailed in last of the uh, five finishers. Do you think Bouverdere would have won if he wasn't hampered by Mellon's fall? No, I don't think it would have made a difference. I don't think Bouverdere wants two mile four, to be honest. Do you think he'd have been closer? No, I don't. Uh, I don't know what to take of this race. I think it's a very weak race. And there was quite a few weak grade ones overall at, Ch- at Intry, I think. And Bouverdere has disappointed me this season. And he's not lived up to the hype of his fighting fifth win at the beginning of the season. I mean, look, you were saying earlier... I mean, we're having to record this podcast again because we had an hour and a half worth of footage that just mysteriously disappeared. And you were saying on the old one, you were saying, what what did they do with Bouverdere? And I was saying, well, it's obvious, champion Earl campaign again. Because, look, I know Espoir Allen is a champion, but you can throw stones at the form. He did it very well, but it's windy. It's very windy. Looking at as Bouverdere, there's nothing else to be scared of. You're not going to be scared of Pentland Hills. Classical Dream might be going over fences. You mentioned City Island. Again, I don't think you'd be scared of him. If you were Nicky Henderson and JP McManus, I'd, I, I still think he's he's probably one of the leading. Benny, did you? Mares, Mares hurdle. I I I don't think they'd be. I still think he'd probably be in the leading three hurdlers over two miles around. I I don't get why they changed tack with him just because he's had a bit of a up and down season. There's no to be afraid of at that level. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to the Friday now, and the first of the grade ones was the top novices hurdle. Felix Deji beating Aramon in a 1-2 for the Irish. They had a good week, did the Irish at Aintree. Uh, Jim, I don't think this was a great grade one, though. Another windy grade one. Felix Deji probably will be known as the horse that crossed its legs whilst jumping. For me, that that's all I can take out of this race. Aramon should have been winning this, if if I was being honest. I think Felix Deji... Well, we've confirmed four. Felix Deji finished ahead of Aramon in the Supreme. Yeah, but Aramon had been going better early on in the season. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they give him too much rope up front. He made all, and he dictated the pace and, and won impressively. I, I 
really couldn't care less for this race. Winston sees probably ran a decent race in my book. I, I was expecting him to get yeah home in fifth for Harry Fry. Absolutely smashed, but he's ran a decent race, I think. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think I, I don't think this this will be playing into this will have any effect on Grade Ones next season. I think Felix Deji and Arabon are both nice horses, both probably about one fifty rated horses. Uh, Nice performances from them both, and it can't, you know, hard to knock either of them. But non, neither of them are going to be champion hurdle contenders without some serious improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bile Main Officers Chase, I mean, it's a bit hard to get your enthusiasm to talk about a podcast when you've already talked about it all the way. But I know Jim's enthusiasm is still going to be here talking about Lost in Translation, who turned over the RSA winner top of the game. Oh, he's magnificent. Uh, unreal. What a performance. He jumped well, travelled, and the step up to three miles certainly suit. Gold Cup credentials smashed onto him. 16 to 1. Get on now. He's a certainty. He's going to win the Gold Cup. Simple as that. He jumps, he stays, and he fits the Colin Tizard three mile staying chaser type. Beautiful performance. He's beat the RSA winner, who obviously wasn't himself. I think this was a fairly went a yard top of the game. Fairly decent race. I'm a massive fan. I, I don't need to portray my enthusiasm of lost in translation anymore because he's. I've talked about him too far too much. You know what, mate? I can see it completely. I really, really like him. He's a massive price. He's an absolutely whopper price at sixteen to one. I think that's great value. Uh, Isn't he down to eights now? Is he into like? eights? Or even I'm on at sixteens. I don't care. Come on, lost in translation, win next year's Gold Cup. And I know it's a, a long time away, but it, a bit of an investment an investment project will will certainly not do too bad. He's 14s in places, I've seen. So, yeah, I, I think Mr Whipped is also a horse that I could warm to next season. I think step back, back down to two mile four will certainly suit. He, he'll be going to the horses in training sale soon because yes, he's with he Gretchen uh, Parkins and they'll... Withdrawing all their horses, so he could be an interesting purchase for someone next year. I think two mile four could be a nice distance, and I, I like Mister Whipped. He's a horse that beat Paisley Park in a in the novice hurdle at Warwick Grade Two. Uh, so I I, I think that Mister Whipped could have still a bit more to come. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, top of the game, just seemed like the RSA took a little bit out of him. Never really went a yard low. I'm not quite sure. I think Cheltenham will suit him more than Aintree. Uh Lost in translation, though. I mean, you won't put it past him winning a gold cup. We've got four genuine gold cup contenders coming out of the novice, uh, out of the novice ranks, and then we two unexposed types like Album Photo and Ken Boy, who are who are definitely going to punch us down against each other. Are they? That's just being confirmed now. So wow. That's that's could be some race. Yeah. And presenting Percy, don't forget about him back to his best. He brayed album photo in the RSA. Clearly wasn't well, he wasn't right, he was lame in the gold cup. But him back to his best, it'd be fascinating. Another horse who we'd be seeing Oh, we'd be fascinated with him stepped up to three miles. Min. That was the real Min. He's back. Him winning the Melling Chase, absolutely battering him two and a half miles, beating Politolog by twenty lengths. On the snaff. Waiting patiently back in third. I mean, this was mighty Min at his best. Really, really impressive. He smashed a classy field here by 20-odd lengths and 
proper ruby wash performances, made all, asserted two out, bang, bish, bash, bosh, that easy. And Min has really, he really disappointed me at Cheltenham. I thought he'd finish second to LTR like he did the year before in the champion chase and he, he just lacked a bit and this certainly showed him in his better light and we'd like him to go Ryanair next season, then go Cup. Yeah, he's still only eight. And look, I don't think they're going to have another crack at the champion chase, are they? They tried it this year using new tactics. Uh, you know, using new tactics, trying to hold them off and beat Altior with one run. I can understand why when Ruby Walsh were talking about it, because I guess they were all they were slated a little bit, weren't they? Saying they weren't playing to min strengths. But look, I can understand if they've been beaten by Altior using them tactics several times. Why not try something different? It didn't pay off. But this was Min at his best, and like we said on the podcast before, if Altio's the clear best in training, I think Min is the second, sec- clear second best. Uh, I could see him, I can't, I'd love to see him stepped up in trip. I think he'll get three miles. I think if he, start, if he went for the JNY at the start of the next season at Down Royal, he'd go off favourite for it. Be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I, I don't think there'd be any doubt that he'd say an, an easy three. You know, in, in the mould of Votar. I, I I think he'd stay. I mean, I, oh, I think the Ryanair's a likely target for next year. Yeah. But longer term, love to see him have a crack at the Gold Cup. Uh, Politolog reportedly bled. Uh, just beaten by a better horse. He's been ultra consistent all season and this was his possible shining light where he could have stood out on the page and sadly he didn't. Uh, obviously bled excuses after the race, fair dues. Um, Pelletolog's been a solid type all season and throughout his career and he's a cracking animal. Yeah, waiting patiently. I, I think some people have slated him this season saying he's been disappointing. I don't. I don't think he has. I just think this is as good as he is. Do you think? I think the Ascot chase he won last year was windy. Windy. The horse in second was Cucard, who was 47 years of age at the time. You know... It's Cucard's last ever day in Colin Tizard's stables today. Is it? Yeah, he's been taken to somewhere else for the stable hand to look after him. Oh, lovely. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think Waity patiently has almost pretty much ran to the same level as he did last year on every occasion this season. He's just be finishing behind better horses. Yeah. Uh, maybe he was overhyped because of his reputation and his string of wands and his patiently weighted owners. So, yeah, can completely see where you come from from there. Yeah, should, we'll touch on the Topham as well because Cadmium was a very, very impressive winner as dominant a performance you're going to see over the Grand National Fences, really. Really, really impressive. Almost a handicap job, almost, maybe, of Willie Mullins's. Janica ran a cracking race for me in fourth. I've lumped a lot of weight round. and Finished mi- what we had, 162. With good performance, finishing in a competitive handicap. And in especially he made a, quite a few errors, I thought, and, and faced a bit of trouble throughout the race. Ran a cracking race and do it for a vill- do it for the village. He's a consistent type who runs well all season. Yeah, we've seen that as well. The second place sub lieutenant dropping back from Grade One Company into a handicap. He's run a good race in second. And how often have we seen again the class horses come into the fore? Cadmium, maybe not quite as well established as horses like sub lieutenant and Janico, but there's still potential there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up competing in good graded races next season. Uh, the Doombar Sefton Novices Hurdle, I like this race. Yeah. I think it's strong. Champ steps up to three miles, no problem. Makes amends for his defeat at Cheltenham. 
pretty impressive to be fair. Emmy Tom second, Liz Nagar Oscar third. I think these are all pretty, pretty smart horses. Yeah, I, I think that Champ certainly cemented his dominance at the Grade 1 Novice Hurdle division. I think that Emmy Tom ran a really good race in what was quite a muddling, slow race. It certainly didn't suit him. I think he's more of a hold-up and come late, isn't he? Uh, definitely the right decision to avoid Cheltenham. He looks like flat-track suiting more. And Liz Nagar Oscar's been ultra-consistent all season and ran a cracker here. Yeah, it looks it looks a staying chase though for uh, for next season though, champ. Uh, Mark Walsh in the saddle as well. It's hard for Barry Gerrity, really, isn't it? To Gerrit- like- no, stop it, Gerrity. P- please get this. Please get this right. I've, I've I've waited until the end of the season to pick up on it. Barry Gerrity. Gerrity. He calls himself Gerrity. Gerrity. That's he knows his own name. Gerrity. No, Gerrity. I'm gonna start calling him. Walk away, trained by Henry de Broomheed. It's wrong. It's wrong, Jimbo. Uh, but Champ isn't wrong. He's a pretty, pretty smart racehorse. Yeah, very impressive. And certainly it'll be an exciting prospect to go novice chasing next season. Yeah, I, I, I think the first four home in these in this are all going to be pretty, pretty solid. Uh, we'll move on to the, to the Saturday now. And the first of the grade ones on the Saturday was, of course... Uh, the first of the grade ones was the Mersey Novices Hurdle, and I think we saw a proper, proper horse in the winner. Reserve Tank, 20-1. to 1. Caused a shock for Colin Tizard, but it, it didn't look to be any sort of fluke about the way he did it, Jim. This is, looks like a proper, proper staying chasing type. This this is the definition of Colin Tizard staying chaser in the making, isn't it? He's he He's an absolute giant. He quickened away way really impressively. I thought it was a cracking performance by him. Uh, and I thought this was quite a decent race. Angel's Breath has been given a high rep- reputation. He was back in joint third after a dead heat with one for Rosie. I, I was slightly disappointed for it with him. And Brewing Up a Storm was second who... Ollie Murphy, I feel slightly sorry for him. Keeps uh, bumping into him. Just keeps it? bumping into him in these grade ones with these novice hurdlers. Uh, and I think that's quite quite a good performance for Brewing Up a Storm. He's just not quite that top level, is he? Uh, maybe next season he might improve... You like him at two miles, maybe two mile four is his distance, or maybe three miles in time. Well, I think he's got. I think he's quick enough for two miles. Yeah, I don't have a problem with him over two and a half, but I think he's got the pace that would allow him to be equally as good over two and a half, over two miles. Sorry, but I really like this winner. Yeah, tank. It's pretty close to my. You know, I was mightily impressed by him. Lost in translation, two point Yeah, mate. I can I can see where you're coming from completely. Lost in translation ran well in this race last year as well, wasn't he? Didn't he finish second in it to Black Op? He did. Yeah. I like this winner. Yeah. I like this winner. And I think the form stacks up pretty well. I mean, Angel's Breath not quite lived up to the hype so far, but there's clearly a decent enough horse in there. Brewing up a storm's been solid. Probably not quite grade one quality, but he'll be winning races next season wherever he goes at a decent enough level as well. Uh, the next race on the card was the Doombar Magul Novices Chase. Uh, is this the weakest grade one of the year? Yeah. Or newer, beating us and then. <laughs> uh, Layla back in sixth after God knows what's happened to him. But we'll start with the winner, or newer. Like, uh, like you said, third in a Novice Chase round Killarney in May. Absolutely mad. Uh, you, you never thought that you, you'd see that happening. He's progressed so much this season. He sort of 
came onto the radar when he was second at Sandown behind Dynamite Dollars. Uh, I thought that was a really, really good performance that day. I thought good ground was essential for him. He's certainly flourished throughout this season. He fell at Cheltenham, put a line through that. He's come back here even fresher than what he is. And I think that our new work could be dangerous next season. I, I think I think not a grade one level. Not a grade one level, but there could be some nice races to pick up with him. I think. Um, and what sort of races? And just like the odd grade two round, you know, like the uh, Norman's Grove, like what footpad running this year? Yeah, the, yeah, it, I can see. He that. could be dangerous. He's been consistent throughout the season. As is us and them. Put him away. For, put him away for the season now and give him a bit of a rest. I think. Yeah, I mean, us and them as well. He's finished second. Basically every start this season, beaten a couple of times by Larishberg, then in the Arkle, then by Ornua here. But Jim, I don't think these horses are any better than 155. No. I mean, the main thing to talk about is what on earth has gone wrong with Layla. Yeah. Because uh, his first start, the horses he's beaten are Dynamite Dollars, who's since come out and won a Grade One. Claim and taking Forgan, who's injured, but clearly a pretty smart horse, and Deffy de Soy, who's won a Grade One at the Cheltenham Festival. He's beaten all of them on his first start over. Fences. And then on his next three, he's behaved like a 135 rated chaser. He's just not jumped as well, has he? And uh, it's almost like he's sulking. There's always been an excuse with him. Always, oh yeah. Always the wind's blowing the wrong way. The ground's too soft. The the sun's not shining in the right direction. And I never talked to him as a hurdler. No, oh, no, neither did I. There was always so much hype around him, and and he never lived up to it, in my opinion. It's just not a horse I've got. Partic- I've ne- he's never been a horse I've had much time for. And everything this season, I think, it's just pointed to him frustrating. Yeah. Very frustrating. I've got no idea where they start him off next year, but there has to be a big question mark about him nowadays. Big question mark. Uh, but well done to Arno. Well, look, I, I, I can't begrudge a, a consistent type like and, him winning a good Henry race. And Henry de Bromhead's had a cracking year. Who? This, Henry de Broomhead. <laughs> He's had a cracking year this year as well. Yeah, uh, and the final grade one of the meeting was the Ryanair Stayers Hurdle. Served up the best finish of the meeting as well with If the Cap Fits sticking his head in between the two mares, Apples, Jade and Roxana. Cracking, head-bobbing finish between three pretty smart horses, Jim, but how highly do you rate this form? Pretty pretty strong, I think. I think If the Cap Fits has certainly thrown his Stayers Hurdle hat into the ring. He would be, he's, We've been campaigning out him. For him since his first start. He wants three miles. He really does need three miles. And... He, it was a brave of him to put his head in between Apples Jade and Roxanne and the two mares and he put his head down and just got the better of them in the final 100 yards and really good performance I think great to see Sean Bowen get his first grade one he's he's only 21 what a performance that is and if the cap fits I, I can see him progressing even better next season I still think he's got about £9 to make up on though to be anywhere near Paisley Park do you think? I do what I about do. Roxana going into Stays hurdle division next season. Surely she'd still have more chance of winning the mares again. Do you think? I do. I do. And Apple's Jed's clearly not being herself. Obviously not. And slightly disappointing towards the end part of the season. Yeah, well, I mean, we were having this debate, weren't we? You, you were calling her a fraud and doing a Matt Chapman impression and just trying to say things to wind me up. But the thing is, I, I kind of buy that. But also... She won by 30-odd lengths at the entry meeting a couple of years ago. She's won at Punchestown. Mm. 
I'm not quite sure whether she'll have been fully fixed. Obviously, things went wrong at Cheltenham. Apple's Jade at her best is still the best hurdler around. I don't think, and I don't think she's been at her best on the last two starts. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've gone off the bar with Apple's Jade. I don't get the hype anymore. So look at what she's done. The first three runs this season, they were impressive, but at the Gandhi stage of them all, what, what, what's she done? Great. I mean, she's won how many? Like ten grade ones. Something stupid like that. No, no, we're not. We're not getting into an argument again. No, we are. We are because you say you make grandiose statements that make no sense whatsoever. Right, she's been slightly disappointing here. She has been slightly disappointing. She should have absolutely spanked the field. If she was at her best, she would have done yeah. Mm. But you can kind of make excuses for her not to be at her best because she's had an interrupted preparation. She came back with an injury from Cheltenham. So I can make excuses for her. This wasn't her at her best, clearly. Mm. She's been turned over, but I don't get me wrong as well. A good horse, it's not like she's being beaten by Sussex Road. <laughs> good old Sussex Road. We always give him a shout out, we all love him. The 44 rated chaser. And, uh, but there's nothing wrong, not well. Look, you'd like to see her win this, but I don't think it's been a, I don't think it's been a bad run if you take into account the month leading up to the race that Apple's Jade has had. Yeah. Yeah, fair dues. Fair dues indeed. Right, that's it for our entry review. I'll give Moon over Germany, Germany a, list, uh, a mention. I think that his performance was very, very good uh, on the Thursday. Rachel Blackmore gave him a perfect ride, and I think bigger things could come for him in the future. I really like the credentials of him, and Moon over Germany, one for the notebook. Yeah, I'd I'd also give a quick mention to Kildesart and Mr Malarkey, who I, th- I think are two yeah. horses going really nice ways. Kildesart won a good novice handicap on trials day. Slightly found out at grade one company, but winning a race that tends to produce good horses yeah. off top. Thomas weight. Patrick, did he win that race? He won it last year. Don't use him as a case in point, <laughs> but... Look, Kildesat's meant to be going for the Hennessy next season and you can see him running well there, as with Mr Malarkey. Mr Malarkey, I was questioning Max about his stamina in the Reynolds town and then he certainly assured them here because he plugged on well. If if there was a horse, if there was a novice from this season that I'd look at and say, you'll be a Grand National type next year, it'd be Mr Malarkey. Yeah? Yeah, I can, I can, see, him, I can see him going off sub-20 to 1 for entry next Upsets season. Upsets Tiger Roll. <laughs> But who else is, you know, maybe LeBron, Discarama are the obvious two, but... From even, the National Hunt Chase, yeah. Even then, I'm not sure how much you can, you know, how much you can give to that form, bearing in mind only four of them got round. Yeah. It was a bit of a weird race. Mr Malaki's the sort of horse I can see winning good staying handicaps next season. And Kildesat might be a graded quality horse. Mm-hmm. We, we might be graded quality, we don't know. I mean, he's certainly going in the direction of one. Uh, we did have... A Scottish national, a Newbury preview recorded as well. It's say we've lost it. It's it's absolutely gone. But we will put our horses that we have tipped on our Twitter account, so that then it makes it slightly easier for you and saves you. Yeah, well, to us sh- shall we once just again? Uh, shall we just say closely, Jim? Uh, the Scottish national, Jim. You're a fan of Brian Barana for me. I I quite like Cross Park and Carol's Destrier for that. The Scottish champion hurdle. We're both quite keen on Mister Fisher. Uh, moving on to the flat as well, and I'm making a conceited effort this season to watch every single flat turf race. I don't know who any of these three-year-olds are apart from two down hot. So, 
Jim has been teaching me about all the all the two-year-old form from last season, so I tried to find the winner of the Greenham. We both quite like great Scott for that. Uh, the Fred Darling winner, Jimbo. Uh, Dancing Vega, but glass slippers, he's obvious each way value. And the John Porter Stakes looks like a very, very interesting race. Defoe's there, as is the Melbourne Cup winner up Marmelo. But we're both quite keen on the chances of Young Rascal. Yeah, really think he'll be yeah. good over course and distance. O- only defeat last season came in the derby. And the big spring cup, big handicap. Jimbo had written down a big case. We're going to have five minutes discussing why a 33 to one shot was going to win it. And he's been taken out this morning. <laughs> well, hey-ho, that, that happens, doesn't it? So... Uh, I'm going to lead towards Exec Chef and Gulf of Poets in that. Yeah, both run well in the uh, spring spring mile. And, and I think the softer ground will certainly suit them. Yeah, rip-off as well would, would kind of be the one for me, you know, consistent in these sort of races and ran well in the Lincoln. Last time out, we're very, very sorry we've not had more time to talk about that. I say we, we did have a good 45-minute episode discussing this weekend's racing action, but due to technological gremlins... It's all gone. Me and Jim were punching walls and, you know, throwing angry beer barrel- Jim. Yeah, throwing beer barrels at people like Donkey Kong. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where that came from. To be <laughs> fair, mate, not sure where that came from. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, I'm saying we are sorry that we're not getting any a weekend preview for this weekend, but we will be back with you next weekend. Uh, we'll be talking about everything from this weekend. It's such a good weekend of sport as well. Got a bit of summit for everyone. Good quality flat racing. There's a, there's a good card at Nace as well. A big staying handicap and the Masters at Halifax Town are going to beat Bromley. So what else can we say? Perfect <laughs> weekend of sport for you all. Thanks a lot for listening. This has been Turf Talk. Don't forget to like, retweet and give us five stars on your podcast app. See you all very soon. See ya. See ya.